The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, principal at Top Sale Strategies, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan. Good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, a media post commentary by Wayne Friedman on podcast and advertising. Now, We know podcasts have been booming over the last several years, but even when compared to other digital media, it's what Wayne calls small potatoes, and that's true. However, wait till you see how much money is being paid for podcast advertising. $313.9 million was spent by marketers in 2017, and that's almost double the amount over the previous year. Now, granted, it's still only 0.5% of what marketers spend on TV, but still significant. And part of the challenge here is the long-term planning. Just like TV networks, 38% of podcast deals are made as upfront buys. That means that the media deal is done in advance for an entire season. So as you're thinking about podcasting, you may be thinking, oh, onesie, twosies, no. Advertisers are actually spending a year's worth of ads in advance. And that advertising tends to be podcast marketer messaging around brand awareness. That's what's really driving it. So very, very interesting. 62% of podcast buys are made more on short-term arrangements, yes, but still $313.9 million in general is made year over year. So keep in mind when it comes to podcasting, still hugely, hugely popular, And advertisers now more than ever are willing to put ad revenue against it. Granted, still a drop in the bucket compared to TV, but on the growth front. So keep that in mind. Our first profile today is the Gucci girl. This is a single woman in her late 20s, early 30s with a higher income. Uh, College grad, single, and employed full-time. Of course, no kids. Median household income of about 91 k Uh, Fashion magazines do enforce a lot of what they buy. They like switching out seasonality for fashion. Uh, They will shop different stores for uh, novelty and variety. They're among their first to try new things. They love just getting out and shopping whether they buy anything or not. They consider themselves to be ambitious and driven by money, wanting to get to the very top of their career. It's important to them that their family believes that they are doing well, and they believe money is the best measure of success. Uh, They are shopping at Nordstrom's, Neiman Marcus, to name a few. They're driving Infinity and Mercedes-Benz. And, yes, they're buying Gucci as well as Kenneth Cole and Calvin Klein and Chanel. When it comes to media, they're reading a lot of publications like Cosmo, Glamour, Entertainment Weekly, Allure, uh, just to name a few. And uh, they're online a lot as well, Um, as well as watching, yes, unfortunately, uh, they're watching The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. I always hate to throw that out there. It just feels a little seedy to me, but nevertheless, that's where they are. 
So my guest today knows a lot about the Gucci girl because that's a millennial, and we're going to be talking about millennials today. Jamie Hansen is the Vice President of Financial Advisor at RBC Wealth Management. She began her career back in 1997. And she's dedicated to serving the woman's market. She's helping women in transition specifically and providing them education as a tool for empowerment. We're going to be talking about the changes in financial wealth management and who the target audience is these days. I bet you can guess, yep, it's a woman. And how millennials and those over 50 are facing their financial futures a little bit differently. So stick around. Jamie Hansen joins us after the break. Her Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the 2018 International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. Deadline for entries is May 31st, 2018. Go to www.webaward.org and sign up today. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Ritan. And welcome back. My guest today is Jamie Hansen, a Vice President, Financial Advisor at RBC Wealth Management. Jamie began her career in the industry back in 1997, and she's created a relationship-based wealth planning practice that incorporates each individual's personal values and desired lifestyle as the foundation for comprehensive wealth planning and investment management. What I love about Jamie is she's dedicated to serving the woman's market, and you know we're all about women here on Purse Strings, Specifically, she focuses on women in transition and providing education as a tool for empowerment. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I am thrilled to have you on. You know, uh, those people who have listened to Purse Strings all these years know that I've talked about the need uh, to focus on women in the financial services industry, and you certainly do that, and you do it well. So give me a little bit of background. How long has RBC Wealth Management been focusing on the female client, and do you think this makes you a little bit unique in your space? You know, I think uh, RBC was early to the party. Uh, financial services has 
primarily focused on the men in the family, in the relationship, um, all the marketing, most of the way that advisors communicate with clients. And I think RBC has had as an initiative for years to focus on not just women clients, but recruiting more female advisors as some studies show that 70% of women tend to want to work with a woman as an advisor. Yes. So in recent, yes, and you know, one of the things that RBC has done recently, which I think is fantastic, is they have uh, created a campaign called the Woman of RBC, and it's a documentary-style video um, campaign which highlights women who are in our industry, which didn't really start out with a finance major, but arrived at this career because of their desire to help other women. Well, and I think at the end of the day, the female consumer understands that, right? She knows if she's being sold to. She knows if people really care about her. And I think the fact that RBC appears to be coming at this really authentically um, has to be really important to being successful in the space, wouldn't you imagine? Absolutely. And I think it really became evident to me when I was at a different firm prior to coming here and somebody asked me, if you could have your best friend move back from Montana and work in the office next to you, would you have her work at this firm? And I said, no, I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. But I would definitely have her come and sit next to me at our BC. Yeah. Well, I think that speaks volumes, (laughs) especially since you were a woman and you know, I mean, you cater to this market and and there's more market to be catered to, too. I know we've talked before about the gray divorce boom. That's women over 50 getting divorces from long-term marriages and the rates are just, they keep climbing. I mean, divorce in this country is more than 50%, but women over 50, it's even bigger. I I can only imagine this has caused a huge shift in your business because these women now are having to figure out what their next steps are. Do you feel like their issues are somewhat unique when it, when you look across the horizon of all women in the financial services space? I really do and and you're right. Um the women over 50 getting divorces has doubled, more than doubled in the past 20 years. And I think that the issue that's unique to this market is that they are earning less, whether it's due to wage gap or have interrupted their careers to care for children. And so this often results in reduced contributions to retirement plans, to reduced Social Security benefits, and the anticipation being in a long-term marriage is that we're going to share our retirement assets, right? So Mm -hmm. if I work less and earn less, we still have the same bucket. Now, there's a smaller bucket with fewer assets, and women live longer than men. So now I have less assets that need to last me longer. So that creates an entirely different planning obstacle for women. Well, and I would imagine, too, that they are maybe a little bit less adept at even dealing with these financial issues, right? Because they're of a generation where maybe there were these social norms where women didn't necessarily handle those finances. Absolutely. I mean, the majority of married women are still leaving investing in financial decisions to their spouse and especially the women over 50, we see that it's changing for the younger generation, which hopefully we'll be able to talk about later. But the the women who are 
sort of forced to take on financial planning and investing have less confidence and are much more risk averse, which also impacts their portfolios and their assets because they're not earning the rates of returns that they should in order to make sure that those assets have longevity and grow. Well, and conversely, if we look at women who are younger, let's say women in their 20s and 30s, they're going to have longevity in their favor, right? Because they seem to be much hipper to these financial issues. What was the seismic change that happened between, you know, maybe two decades, a decade or two between those two generations? I think there's a lot of factors, but one of the biggest is that information is so much more readily available, and the younger generation is much more comfortable using online tools and social media to educate themselves and help them make decisions. I think that they're just more aware. There's an awareness, and money isn't as taboo. The discussion of money isn't as taboo as it used to be, and so those conversations are happening more freely, and so I think there's just a lot of conversation going on. Um, And the other thing is that traditional gender gender roles are changing. So whereas, you know, women in their 50s and and older are traditionally caring for kids and taking care of the home and my husband might be taking care of the finances, those roles are reversing. We see more stay-at-home dads, more women handling the finances because they're the breadwinner in the family. So as you look at at those changing role responsibilities and these women, these younger women becoming more, much more informed and adept at financial issues. What's the opportunity with millennial women, say, for your business? Are they going to comprise 50%, 75% of your business? Can you even articulate that number right now? You know, I don't know from a percentage standpoint what I can articulate, but what I can tell you is that in the U.S., we're in the middle of a $30 trillion wealth transfer from boomers to millennials. And so this is going to continue for the next 30 years, the largest wealth transfer in history. So we definitely are aware that this is a huge opportunity. And so we are focusing on educating families and working with multi-generational family planning issues more so than ever. Mm, multi-generational you know there's a lot of industries that are kind of seizing on that you know this long-term horizon of of people living longer uh, their children having to take care of them you know all these end-of-life issues that have to be dealt with it really has kind of changed multiple industries including yours Um, I do want to take a quick break, Jamie, but when we come back, I I do want to talk about the issues that are specific to these millennial women, because they are different at this stage in their life than, say, their mothers or their grandmothers. So everybody stick around more from Jamie Hansen from RBC Wealth Management in just a moment. Her Strings will be right back after a word from our advertisers. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. 
All of your favorite WebmasterRadio.fm programs on air and on demand 24-7. Find our shows on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere you download your podcasts. Add some podcasts to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. More refreshing talk radio on air and on demand 24-7. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Rutan. Welcome back. I've been chatting today with Jamie Hansen, Vice President, Financial Advisor of RBC Wealth and Management. And she has a focus on the women's market, really trying to help women in transition, helping them get educated so they can be empowered around their financial decisions. And there's a lot of financial decisions these days. Uh, We've been talking about how um, there is a wealth transfer of around $30 trillion between boomers and millennials happening right now. That's a lot of money on the table. Um, And we were talking before the break about millennial women and how they are so much more educated when it comes to financial issues. Many of them are leading those decisions in their homes today. But I would imagine that their issues at this stage in their life are much different than it was, say, 20 years ago when women in their 50s were at that same stage and certainly very different than what we're seeing with women over 50 today. Can you articulate what millennial women are maybe struggling with when it comes to financial decisions? Yeah, you know, I think one of the things that we've really been focusing on is the decision to that, that they're making to wait longer to have kids and to buy homes. And so they're hitting their peak earning level much sooner than previous generations has. But that's also causing an issue because then when do we decide to halt our career or pause in our career to have children? Then, you know, do we buy a home? And what does that mean for us financially if we choose not to do that? Um, The other piece of, of the millennial puzzle is that they're more focused on non-traditional work environments or and entrepreneurial. So they're starting businesses and choosing non-traditional work environments that might not have a 401k or a 401k match or healthcare benefits. And so there's additional planning issues that we have to deal with that really the, the older generations are more traditional. Mm-hmm. Hey, I can certainly speak to that having been in more of a traditional work environment now uh, definitely more in the entrepreneurial phase there are many many different factors that you have to consider and for a millennial that's over their 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 work horizon right which is much longer Um, so as this population gets older I'm sure those financial conversations will change but they don't you think they're going to be in a much better position Uh, financially to be able to tackle those conversations. I do think that they're going to be in a much better position to tackle those conversations. I think they... um ask better questions they because they're more informed, because there's more information readily available through social media, through Twitter, and they're on LinkedIn and Facebook, all of this information that's coming in, they're asking better questions. So they're more fee conscious. They, they know about different types of investments, not just standard stocks, bonds, mutual funds. So I think that over time, it will be uh, more beneficial to them. I think that it's just an initial phase of 
you know, this entrepreneurship and do I have kids or do I buy a home that, that to get through that phase and over time it will be beneficial. So millennials, it's a huge group of people. I think it's what the, either the largest or second largest demographic in the United States. And you mentioned before that there's so much out there online. They, they're, they're better armed to find information, which kind of begs the question, like, how do you market to these women? Um, How do you get them engaged? How do you convince them that RBC wealth management is the place to go for their financial advice? I'm just curious what you've seen work. Well, we do a lot with online tools. So with social media, with LinkedIn, RBC has an app for our clients. So it, it has financial planning tools as well as account access, which I think is critical because we're not seeing uh, millennials come into an office for a meeting. In fact, I've been told before, I've never been in a brick-and-mortar bank in my life, which, you know, that's <laughs> something that the previous generations would not you know, would not resonate with them. But we um, we also do a lot with um, experiences, with hosting experiential events to get really connected with them on a, on a personal level to understand what's important to them. Because I think millennials are more aware that relationships matter most because they've seen a lot of things in their lives become commoditized. And I think financial advice to some extent has been commoditized. Which is a mistake because it's not all created equal, as you just talked about before at the very beginning of our conversation. There's a big difference in financial uh, or wealth management institutions, right? So you've got to be able to get your message out to them to kind of talk about that different, what makes you different. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things we've found is our best tool is our current clients. So when we can get them in the same room or in the same space and let them share their experience with people that might be interested in hiring us, I think that really is what makes a big difference to say, look, I've been working with this person and here's how she's helped me through all these changes in my life and I trust her. That's a, that's a big deal for them. Oh, I know. I think um, I call it the gold at the end of the rainbow for any marketing, right? Like if you've got someone that can refer and recommend to another woman, woman to woman, that that means more than any other marketing that you could possibly do. So if you've got that going on, you, that bodes well <laughs> for you, for sure. Um, but then you get them in the door, Jamie, and I know once you get them in the door, you have a process for kind of understanding, building that trust, building that relationship. Maybe if they have misperceptions or they have trust issues, you have the ability to break that down. Can you, without giving away your super secret sauce, can you share a little bit about that process? Absolutely. You know, our process really begins with a conversation or more a series of conversations about what's most important to our clients or potential clients. And these conversations most often aren't even financially based. So our goal is really to understand how our clients want to live their life and why. And that helps us to get to know them. And, you know, when, you, when someone listens to you and is really interested in who you are and what it is that you're trying to achieve, then you're automatically willing to open up more, and that trust happens at, at a much more rapid pace. Um, we often hear from our clients, I'm not a numbers person or math isn't my thing. And we work with them to demonstrate that you don't have to be a finance manager to 
you know, manage your money. We start with the basics, budgeting and cash flow analysis. So we spend a lot of time there helping clients understand what's coming in and what's going out. And once they have that understanding of what their resources are, uh, you'd be surprised how empowering that is because it puts them in a position to make competent decisions. So that's really how it all starts. It's just a series of conversation and then back to the basics. Yeah. Well, and I think with women, you know, they they want to make sure that the people they're doing business with get them, right? Mm-hmm. That they, and it that involves some listening, right? And some understanding. Um, so if people are listening today and they think, oh, gosh, I would love to meet with Jamie, um, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, LinkedIn is a good way to find me. You can find me on our website. You can just uh, Google Jamie Hansen, RBC Wealth Management. I pop up. Uh, You can call into our office, too. I'm in the Minneapolis office, and you can just ask for me at reception. Awesome. And I should mention Hansen is H-A-N-S-E-N, and Jamie is J-A-I-M-E. Jamie, thank Thank you you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate your time. Maria, this was great. Thanks for having me. You bet. And thanks to my producer, George. And join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Strings, 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.